Hello everybody, my name is Drake Pittman and this is Pass the Jar. What is up my beautiful people? Welcome back to Pass the Jar. Today we have somebody on the show that is a person, no matter how long I go without seeing, it's like we just saw each other yesterday. Every time. It, it Every time. It never fails. If you've been to Green Top in Dora, if you're from Dora, you may know him. He is my man, Ricky Hedrick. Ricky, welcome, dude. Thanks. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. Don't worry. I needed somebody with some former podcast expertise to come on. I try. You know, I've uh, I've got a little history of speaking into microphones loudly. You're going to be a DJ or something. You would think so, right? You need to be. <laughs> Go kick Rick and Bubba's ass off. I should. Radio, please. I should. I can be the real fat guy out I, there. I, please do it, man. <laughs> so, Ricky brought me some nice little whiskey over here to try today. It is Bushmills Single Malt. It's a 10-year. Huge fan of the aged whiskeys. Aged. Ricky... Obviously, you know, the bottle is not full, so tell us your your intake or your take on it, and I'm going to take a sip, and then I'll give you my take. Uh, this is a very delicious uh, glass of whiskey. It was a, it was given to us, uh, my wife and I, from her dad, uh, and fun fact, we, we got this glass, of wh- we got this bottle of whiskey, and then immediately found out that my wife was pregnant. She didn't get to try any of it. Uh, you're going to save her a little bit? I love you, baby. <laughs> Bottoms up. This whiskey is, it's good. It's got a little bit of a vanilla oak. Yeah. It's almost like a low-proof bourbon. Yeah. It sets It sets really nicely. It's it's pretty smooth. No, it doesn't burn as Not bad. at all. But I'm a bourbon guy to yeah. the core. We also have a jar of moonshine right here beside us. And that burned. It, yeah. It, uh, shout out to you, Eric. <laughs> So, Ricky, obviously, you know, I told everybody where you're from, but give us a little bit of a background on yourself. A little bit of a background. Uh, I was born in 1988 uh, out in out of Brookwood. Um, shout out to Birmingham. Um, see, I grew up uh, a little bit everywhere, a little bit when I was a kid. Uh, I mean, my family, my roots are Walker County, Dora, and Summerton. Um I spent a little bit of time out of the country when I was a kid. Spent a year uh, in Germany. Uh, moved back and then moved back to Walker County. You know, wanted a little bit of culture shock. Go from left to right really quickly. Yeah, it's kind of my thing. Where Where in Germany did you go? Uh, Dusseldorf. I went. I uh, spent a year in Dusseldorf. My stepdad worked for Walmart. Year two thousand and nineteen ninety nine. They were getting started on their international division, so they sent him. He was the kind of guy that he went to go uh, open up Walmart's abroad. So you moved back <clears throat> a couple of years before we actually met. Before yeah. I transferred over to Summit yeah. Middle. Yeah, just a couple of years, dude. That's wild. I didn't right? like. I didn't know it was that close of a time that you yeah. were. Yeah. So you learning German? You had to, didn't you? Were you in school over there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite part of Germany? My favorite part of Germany. Honestly, I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say it's actually going to the school that I went to. I went to an international school, so I kind of got to meet a little bit of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got friends literally around the world now because of it. You know, people I kind of keep up with here and there. Yeah. That was, I, if I had to say anything, that would be it. Dude, I moved to Tennessee and I have friends all over the world It now. is fun. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it, it's nice to know people, you know, outside of your bubble. You know, I, I love my bubble. I love my bubble a lot. Yeah. It's nice to have kind of those outside influences. You need it because it balances you out. It doesn't get you leaning too far oh, one yeah. way or another. Oh, absolutely. You know, we talked about this on a previous episode is how it strengthens your conversational skills. Yeah. Just by talking to somebody different. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, you move back to Dora, Summerton. Yeah. Dora High School. Dora High School. Go dogs. Go dogs. What did you do after? After. Uh, so after I decided, um, to do the restaurant thing for a little while, you know, I came up in the green top, so I did that. Uh, then I tried, uh, to kind of branch out and 
get away uh, because everybody at that age wants to get away. I've learned. Um, I tried my best to get away, and I didn't get very far. Uh, I went. Um, let's see. I restaurant hopped. I uh, went. I worked at Domino's at one point in time. I worked at a TV station at one point in time. Man, I've done a lot of different things. <laughs> um, let's see here. My, my my brain just went completely blank. The TV station you worked for. Yeah. <clears throat> what kind of stuff did you do for them? What kind of stuff did I do? Um, occasionally, uh, let's see. I helped load up the programs. Um, I worked for the station in Jasper. What's it? Uh, WVTM, maybe? 55. 55. Yep. 55. Coffee time. Coffee time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I did, uh, I worked on coffee time like once. I didn't, I don't getting up that early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I worked on coffee time. I worked on, um, Dave and Big Red with David Keith. Uh, that was that was one of the most interesting experiences of my life. We nearly set the TV station on fire <laughs> with fireworks. That sounds like the most David Keith thing ever. <laughs> right? I, lo- I love David with every ounce of my being. That you man know, is special. He's a great dude. So now you're in the restaurant business. In the restaurant business, um, I bounced. I left. Um, thought that uh, you know I'd go try a different restaurant. So you know. Barbecue, the thing that I know and love, um, I left that and decided to go do sushi, of all things. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a huge, huge fan. I get so much shit at work because of how much I love wasabi wands. Dude, I love They still, please tell everybody the coolest thing ever about wasabi wands. The coolest thing ever. It involves you. Yeah. So, I have a menu item on their menu named after me. Uh, I... I love you, Father. In 15-plus years of working at the Green Top, I don't actually have anything on the menu that is named after me. Wasabi Wands, however, has the Rick Roll, spicy tuna, grilled steak, cream cheese, unagi sauce, and like a sweet chili ninja sauce with sweet chili Doritos inside. It's the best sushi burrito in the history of burritos and sushi. And as much as I eat there, uh, I'm going to admit it to you to your face. I've had it once. It was too spicy for my likings. Oh, man. That's okay. It set me on fire. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I remember the, Which I remember I, the first time. I, I eat spicy mustard and I'm sweating. So. Oh, I get that, though. Yeah. I get that, though. But it was so good. And so, how did moving out of your comfort zone? Because Green Top is something you've known your whole <laughs> life. The entirety of my existence. So, when you moved to a different restaurant, how did you feel... Doing that. Was there any guilt? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a little bit of guilt. Um, I'm here for the hard questions. Yeah, 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 <laughs> there, was a, there was a little bit of guilt. Um, you know, you, you, don't, you don't realize the things that you have until they're not there anymore. You know, um, it felt a little bit different. It was kind of weird. Um, like, Green Top's like a safety net, I guess, to me. You know, working. It's a thing that you know, and it's a thing, you know, that you're not to sound arrogant, but you're good at because you've been doing it for so long, right? Um, it's really hard to go out and try and do something completely different from that. Yeah, it's it's very humbling because you don't you realize you you don't know as much about the things that you know about uh, when you go somewhere else and try to use those skills. It just yeah. doesn't work out, especially when you go to a whole different culture of food. <laughs> you went to which wasabi wands is a mixture of cultures. Yeah. It's sushi burritos yeah. for those of you that don't know. You I highly advise going to try by the yeah. way. Only try wasabi wands sushi burritos. Don't try anybody else's. Yeah. But when you left your comfort zone, did it create like a sen- sense of anxiety like, oh boy, <laughs> yeah. am I going to screw this I'll up? I'll be honest, I'll be honest, you know, at the time, you know, wasabi wands is in Avondale and I was driving from Dora my house and door at Avondale every day. Um, and there were a great number of those drives where I I thought to myself, man, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, also, Rocky the Squirrel is in the corner uh, with the drop button for all of my F-words. <laughs> uh, thanks, Rocky. Rocky has been with me longer than my wife. If for anybody that knows, he is my, it's my head cover on my golf, on my driver. So, but boy. Ricky's stared him down the whole time he's been here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going on to a new venture, did you, obviously I know the answer, but you decided to move to Birmingham, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was straight up moved out there. 
How much of a difference was that? Oh, buddy. You know, when you go from uh, paying like $300 in rent to like way more than $300 in rent to live downtown, uh, you you know, that should be the first indicator that, you know, it's it's like they say in the uh, in the jokes uh, that you're not in Kansas anymore. That's a, that's the damn truth. <laughs> it's it's crazy that thirty miles is it's such a different culture. Completely different. Yeah, completely different. And I'm going to be honest too. You know, one of the things that nobody warns you about when you move downtown are marathons. Don't try to go anywhere <laughs> on a Sunday morning. You're going to get stuck in a marathon. I saw I saw a TikTok. This lady was trying to drive through a marathon, and people were losing their minds over the fact she was in the middle of it. Dude, it's 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 crazy. I don't blame that woman. I would probably try to do it too. It was then there, she was British. And she had a little bit of Cockney in her, so it made it even better. <laughs> and she was like, "You need to move me fucking car. Move me car. And, I don't like it here." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Bless us. And she was an old lady. You know, old British women give zero crap about. Oh, anything. absolutely zero. Oh no. So when you moved to Birmingham, how did you feel your progression and quality of life went? You know, I feel like I feel like it got honestly. I feel like it got better. You know, I moved out to Birmingham. Um, I met my wife. Uh, right before the move, um, I met her. I moved out, uh, got an apartment. Uh, she moved in. Um, and I'll be honest, that might be the happiest I probably have ever been. We love shouting out, which I haven't had any women on the show yet. That's going to happen. Look, I'm trying to be inclusive on this podcast. Everybody comes on here, we love our wives. Oh, absolutely. They're life changers. They're amazing. Oh, yeah. They hold our hands through life. Oh, that they do. I actually just looked at my uh, my phone and I just had a text message from my wife. <laughs> Capital letters. Kiss my ass. No, <laughs> sorry. That says I love you. Oh, uh, I love you. I'm proud of you. You know that's wives are the best. That's why we're here, right? <clears throat> if it was it was moms and wives. Oh, it's moms and wives. Yeah. Shout out to my mom. I love my wife. I love my mom. I, I love anybody that's ever been a motherly figure. Yeah. I love whiskey. Yeah, I love whiskey too. I think that maybe the one thing my wife doesn't like that I yeah. love too much. Yeah. Which I don't drink every day. Yeah. If you're wondering. I have to. I have to work. <laughs> my my wife is in a mental stare down with my dog over who I love the most. I think you know Zeus, my yeah. dog. And he was my dog for six years. Yeah. Before Brittany and I ever met. Yeah. Well, no, it was it wasn't six years. It was three or four. But ever since he came to live with us, when I, I brought him home, brought him from my mom and dad's house. Yeah. He's taken her like a duck in water, and mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, bro. I'm the one that rescued you. You know, it's, I adopted you. Yeah. But he loves her more. I'm okay with it. Dogs, man. Yeah. They have, a, they have a real way of getting to you like that. We love dogs. We do love dogs. Back to Birmingham. Yeah. When you also moved to a different restaurant. I did. After Wasabi once. Yeah. So, you know, I got my fill of sushi. Um, I wanted to try something else completely different. Uh, I really, I wanted another challenge. I wanted to go back to something kind of full service. So I left from there uh, and I went to the Cajun steamer in Hoover. Um, again, completely different from sushi. You know, I'm, I'm flip flopping pretty hard here. I'm about like a politician. Yeah. <laughs> but I've had your, I've had your Cajun cooking before and you know how to do it. It's, it ain't bad. Is it? No, it's very good. Like I remember the, the gumbo at the Super Bowl parties. Yeah. We had a, well, we had to watch the Breaking Bad finale together. Oh, absolutely! We had crawfish. Oh, my crawfish and PBR. Crawfish PBR and uh, was it Moscato wine? Yeah, it made made Shane cry. Made Shane cry. <laughs> Everybody passing around at the I don't, I don't remember how many people six seven eight people. Yeah. Uh, of the six seven eight people, it was like five men. And we're crying at the end of the Breaking Bad uh, final episode, yeah. passing around a bottle of Moscato, uh, like the grown-ass men that we are. Yeah, It, it, it hit us hard. It did. We, we, all, <laughs> we, we started watching all that together. Uh, that's when you lived over on Hole Road. Dude, do you remember how we packed so many freaking people into that house? How many people? I threw <laughs> a rave in a tiny, and I mean tiny, um, this room that we're currently in. It's not much bigger than my trailer. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. No, the other way around, though. The The trailer was a one-bedroom, one-bath, 
I had a I had a bed in my living room that I slept on. Uh, the bedroom was more of like a little storage room almost. It was the tiniest of apartments. I emptied it out, and we threw a rave inside of this tiny apartment. Pulled all the furniture out. Put garbage bags on the walls. Black garbage bags. Black lights. Paint. Threw a rave. Twenty, I think it was 25 people is what was the final. 25 people inside that trailer. How we didn't get shut down by Summerton City that night. How we didn't get shut down <laughs> by Summerton City that night. We were passing the jar, uh, and we were passing the jar, and then there's really passing the jar. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how we got away with that. I don't. Uh, <clears throat> there's so much stuff we did at your house, party-wise, oh. I don't know. Everybody's finding out that I was a partier back in my day now, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm that 30. Too. I'm settled down. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm domesticated. I'm, I'm glad I could help out you, buddy. <laughs> I'm so glad. There's you and one other friend, and I always refer to you as my bad influences through my 20s. <laughs> I'm the worst influence. I'm like, um, that, I'm like that monster from Big Mouth, but a little bit less horny. <laughs> so speaking about being domesticated these days. <laughs> Yeah. You recently brought two little bundles of joy in the world. Two little bundles, two baby Hedricks. Um, yeah, my wife gave birth back in August uh, to a set of twins, a boy and a girl, uh, Teddy and Amelia. Man, they're fun. How much has it changed your life? <laughs> <laughs> you know, people tell you all the time, they're like, oh, your life's going to change when you have those little kids, or you know that, right? And you're like, no, no. No, it's not. No, it's not. Get it, get away from me. This is my life. You don't know what you're saying. Yeah. So that was a damn lie. <laughs> Your life completely changes when you have kids, especially two of them. <clears throat> yeah. That's two times the poopy diapers. Yeah. Two times the food. Two times the food. Two times the screaming bundles of joy that want to be held. It increases your chance of being woken up. Yeah. You know, um, my head <clears throat> of hair... If you look at this, I've had a hat on this whole time. If you look at this, um, there was significantly more of this in July <laughs> of last year. Yeah. Um, for those that can't see me right now, I'm I'm pretty bald. <laughs> Back to the kids. Yeah. You, uh, they did change your life. You oh, didn't expect they did. it. I didn't expect it, but they did. Um, it's... I'm a I'm a pretty selfish person. I I really only care about myself and then my wife and then we have these kids and then it's like, man, I don't think I care about anything other than these kids right now. Yeah. Yeah. It changes your whole perspective. Oh my gosh, the whole perspective. There, there's something there's just something, you know, for those of you that don't have kids or new parents, you know, also you'll get this. There's just something about, you know, hearing a tiny human making loud noises, upset, screaming babies, and then you walk up to them, and their face goes from screaming to pure joy that you are in their line of sight, and that that is the, man, that's a great feeling. It, you know, we don't have a kid of our own, but we take care of Brittany's cousin. It's a collective effort. Even when he was like 18 months old, and he still lived with his parents and all yeah. that. You know, just seeing him made my day better. Yeah. So I can only imagine how, oh, absolutely. you know, kids of your own yeah. you know, make you feel. We haven't crossed that bridge yet. It's okay, though. It's coming. Ooh, no. <laughs> we got we got a few vacations booked. <laughs> uh, so when they wake up, are they on a rotation or are they in sync? They're actually pretty in sync. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the... Uh, I had the the morning or the overnight morning shift the previous last two nights and man they they slept from like 1 a.m. until exactly seven o'clock on the button the both of them at six months old I think that's pretty miraculous I feel like I feel like we're doing that right yeah I know neither one of us sleep much so that Ooh. it kind of fits you perfectly too right? doesn't it yeah that's nice we're insomniacs. I never sleep. If I get six to seven hours, I'm happy. Oh, yeah. That's especially, I'm, especially I'm on work days. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Wife, kids, proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I'm glad to see you happy. Dude, this is... You're back in your element now. You're back in green top. I am. I'm back. I got back, um, I got back last fall, uh, just a few months ago. How's that been? 
Oh, it's fantastic. Kind of like a captured animal being re-released yeah. in the wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it feels. Um, imagine those whales from uh, SeaWorld that actually get out. That's how I feel. Yeah. Dude, Green Top is like, it's one of those places that it's not in Walker County. It's like Wesley's. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's not in Walker County, but it's considered Walker County. It's synonymous. Hey, we we, we have a location in Jasper, so technically. Yeah, you, you do. Yeah, you do. Right up the road these days. Technically. Yeah, you are in Walker County officially now. That's it. Uh, it's a long bit. It's a long running business. Long running. How? How do you see it progressing in the future? How do I see it progressing in the future? Um, like after 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 Tony, you know, decides to call it a day. After Tony decides to call it a day, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd like to branch out a little bit further out of the walk out of Walker County, personally. Yeah, uh, I'd love to get a food truck. Dude, if Green Top would park a food truck at, outside of these bars here, I'd be the happiest man. I know. I would love to get a food truck. Yeah. Uh, come out here to Jasper, uh, get around uh, Tallulah and Twisted Barley, um, get out to Birmingham around Avondale and Trim Tab and Good People. Uh, I would really, really love to get a food truck. Um, you know, that's one of the things I spent, you know, I spent some time at two restaurants, both of which have food trucks. I'll spend a little bit of time around food trucks, and I'll spend a lot of time uh, out in Birmingham, out in Hoover. Um, and there's just a calling for it right now, man. It's yeah. amazing. That, to play devil's advocate here, if you were to move to Birmingham, does the sense of competition out there kind of, you know, because not many people from Birmingham may know where, what Green Top is. They may just see it as a, you know, one of these pop-ups. Yeah, no, no, I completely, I completely get that. No, um, so in my travels of doing various odd jobs, I spent time as an Uber driver. I had and it many, many different passengers that I've picked up over the time of driving Uber. I knew your face before. You're from Greentop. How the hell did you know about Greentop? <laughs> You're behind me. How do you even see my face? Yeah. Uh no, you know, people people all over the place know Greentop. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> and out in Birmingham. I mean, you got you got saws, and there's Dreamland, and Full Moon, and Jim and Nick's, and this one, and that one, and the other one, and a few of the smaller ones. A few of the smaller ones, and a few of the bigger ones. But I, I feel like we've got we've got the product, and I've got the passion, and I think, I think you can be done. Yeah, I I always see Green Top being in good hands. Yeah, because if it was never in good hands, I don't think it'd still be open. No, just because of you know how long it has been open. My great granddad bought it. He bought it. He didn't. He didn't start it. It was started in the fifties. Yeah. I don't know what year exactly. My great granddad bought it, September twenty second, nineteen seventy three. That's a long time. Yeah. How, so, how long has your your dad been running well, both ran- branches? Yeah. Um. My granddad passed away in twenty fourteen. Yeah. Um. So my dad. Has for sure been. I mean, he's for sure been in charge since then. Um, it was kind of him and my granddad ran it kind of together since, really, since the nineties, since about ninety nine, two thousand. Um, the two of them ran it together, you know, and then my granddad passed away, and my dad, uh, he runs it, you know, pretty much now. Yeah. So, so do you? What do you do? Do you you manage, right? Yeah, I manage. No, I'm. Um, <clears throat> I manage the kitchen. Um, I got a lot of kitchen management experience. Uh, out of the Cajun steamer, uh, that I was able to bring some of that knowledge and stuff. I was able to bring that back to the green top. Uh, so I'm back there, uh, flipping cue and and smoking butts. And do you feel like stuff. it? You feel like you know that experience made you a better manager? Absolutely. Like you're like I'm about to turn green top all the way up. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the exact quote that I told my <laughs> wife when I said, "Hey, guess what, honey? We're going to Walker County." Is there any changes? You know, you don't want to change too much to barbecue, yeah. Just because barbecue is like a traditional, yeah, no, no, tradition you don't, based. You don't, you don't, you don't touch that. Yeah, you don't. Uh, no, there's not any changes as of now. We have a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. It's pretty good. Um, we've got some ideas and some things that we're kind of working on. Um, not major changes. You know, just a couple little things here and there. I remember when you added wings, buddy. Dude, I love y'all's wings so much more than anybody else's. Take that, B-dubs. Yeah. 
Now, Twisted Barley, I will, I'm going to have to throw this at you, just so you know, so you can come up to Twisted yeah. Barley and try it sometime. Okay. Because I'm, I'm also about supporting my friends, and Mason's a good one. Yeah. He recently did Pig Wings. It's yeah. a riblet. You know, well, you know what pig wings are. We have uh, we have some pig wings uh, somewhere in our cooler that I'm intending on getting into. Oh my god, dude! When I wasn't I wasn't sold on them, and Mason was like, "No, just try them." And he he brought out like a sampling plate, yeah. and I tried them. If we go to Twisted Barley to eat anything, pig wings. I've I'm gotten down. a lot of people sold on pig wings. I'm down to try that. Also, I'd like to talk to uh, your your buddy Mason. Mason. Uh, <clears throat> I heard him say something about bottling and like distributing. Yep. I heard him mention that on uh, your previous episode. We need to get Twisted Barley and Green Top. I would like to talk to him about that. Twisted so, Barley and Tallulah. Uh, yeah, I would like to talk to them about that. that we need to all kind of stick together. We're kind of here mm-hmm. in this county. Am I going to be commission or just the middleman here? <laughs> uh, how much barbecue you want? Because it's on me, buddy. Oh, hey, okay. I'm sold. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I could, we could, we'll arrange that. Right. Come up, we'll go have a beer with Mason one day. That sounds like a plan. So you're living in Birmingham, driving back and forth. Driving back and forth. Is there any plans to move back to the good old 6-4? Uh, not as of today, um, but tomorrow those plans could change. Um, my wife, she's from Braffle. Uh The only experience that she's had up in the good old 6-4, she spent with me right before I moved to Birmingham. Um, so yeah, I'm... I'm thinking about doing it, you know, uh, kind of doing a little bit something a little bit different with my kids than what I've been doing. Bring them up and show them what we got up in the WC. That's I'm not always I'm always happy to talk about Walker County. We we catch a lot of crap. Yeah, it's still a good place to live. Oh, it is. You you got to watch your shoulder in some places. Yeah, you look over. You know, but you know, being since I moved here to Jasper, like I feel a lot safer than I did in Empire. But yeah, when I go, uh, I was telling Eric. Nick's, you know, when I still drive back to Empire, it's like this calming feeling. Like, yeah. It's home. It's home. It's beautiful. Like, you take in the surroundings, you look past the dope houses and yeah. stuff, and you're like, it's beautiful. It is. And we have a lot of natural beauty in Alabama that not a lot of people give credit for. Absolutely. My wife, like I said, she's from Prattville, and she's, you know, never really spent much time up this way. Uh, and she tells me every, every time we come up here that it is beautiful. Like, it, it completely blows her away yeah. how beautiful it is you know we've got the lakes and the rivers reclaimed strip pits yeah even the reclaimed strip pits are like fun to like mm-hmm. nice to look at <clears throat> and alabama gets called beautiful rightfully so so <clears throat> if you ever move back to walker county it's not gonna be any like a regretful decision is it mm-hmm. not at all it's so, like coming home yeah you feel like that with every day you drive over to dora Weirdly enough, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ricky, we'll uh, <clears throat> we'll move on from the business side of things yeah. and go into the fun stuff. I like fun. <laughs> what are, uh, you, you're part of a community called Current Climate. Yeah. You used to have, used to have a podcast. Hopefully yeah. you guys started back up. Oh, it's our intentions. So, you guys talk about movies yeah. and music and just the culture all yeah, together. Yeah. What are some movies that you guys are excited about? Uh, personally, uh, did you see A Quiet Place? Yes. That's, that's about to come out. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, big fan of Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Uh, Jim from The Office is my spirit animal for the longest time. Um, you know, I'm really excited about superhero movies. Um, and you know, we got, uh, Black Widow coming. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be really honest and I, I might be panned for this, but I have zero intentions of actually seeing that movie. That's my first uh, Marvel movie I'm going to skip out on, I believe, uh, because I'm completely here for Wonder Woman yeah. uh, coming out in the summer. And then, uh, you know, Candyman's coming up. Um, but my my hero, the man that I wanted to be uh, as a child, uh, and then I realized that uh, – you can't grow a beard and be fat and be James Bond. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm really excited about the return of James Bond. Which one is, what's the name of it going to be? No Time to Die. Awesome. It's, it's it, our favorite singer, Drake, our favorite singer, uh, did the theme song for it. You're going to have to tell me. It's Billie Eilish. Oh my God. Come on, man. <laughs> you will never... And this is me being honest. You will never hear me on this podcast tell you to listen to Billie Eilish. Because I can't stand her. She is a... 
a bad guy. You may, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you may think her lyrics mean a lot, but I look past the lyrics. I listen to the production, and it sucks. Yeah. I hate everything about her. <laughs> and I'll put this out there, too. I hate Cardi B. <laughs> I get that. There's a lot of musicians that I love, but those are two at the bottom of my list. <laughs> that's that's so, the lower end of the totem pole. <clears throat> back to the movies, uh, Candyman. Isn't it wild how Jordan Peele is becoming like the Stephen King of our generation? He, he is the he is the Stephen King. He is the Hitchcock. Uh, Hitchcock. He is the um, Wes Craven. He's all of it rolled into one. Jordan Peele is. Fantastic. And looking at his background, you would never have thought... Never in a million years. He was going to make these awesome horror movies. Never in a million years did you think that the guy behind Key and Peele was a horror maestro. Yeah. You know, when we watched, uh, obviously, uh, Us, when we yeah. watched it, edge of my seat the whole time. The whole time? I'm still wigged out. I don't want any part of uh, holding hands throughout America yeah. and the world. <laughs> Everybody, my wife tries to hold my hand. Mm. You're getting checked out. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> um, no cousin. <clears throat> so, those are the good movies coming out. Ricky and the rest of the guys at Current Climate, they thoroughly examine these releases. They yeah. give you their inputs. They talk about it. If you're not part of that community, you should join it. If yeah. you If you want to stay up to date with music and movies. Yeah. Uh, going to music, mm-hmm. Eminem just dropped a He just dropped a I love when Eminem and and he's done it the last last two albums he's dropped he just out of the blue just dropped them, you know you you thought the guy was done, you know the the two thousands or like the twenty tens were not very kind yeah. to Eminem. Uh, he dropped Revival uh, in December of I want to say it was seventeen, um, and it was it was awful yeah. it was terrible, and. He makes the comment in one of his songs that he, he took an L when he dropped it, and that man took a gigantic L. Yeah. Talk about a comeback, because those last two albums was almost peak Eminem. Yeah. I love it. The quote, the quote my man Colson, the last four albums are bad as your selfies. Yeah. You know, he did have a point. You know, he got owned in the end. He, got, he did. He got showed who daddy was. Mm-hmm. But he still, he still said what we were all thinking. He did. And, you know, Eminem made a comeback with... Uh, Kamikaze. Yeah, I love Kamikaze. I love Kamikaze, and I love his new one. What are some other, other from other genres, like other genres that you are excited about? Um, so Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Uh, he just dropped an album that I I didn't realize the man had just dropped it. Uh, I've actually got that queued up to listen to when I go back home today. <laughs> um, really excited to listen to that. Uh, he's a little bit of Americana. Uh, big burly bearded man. I mean, sounds like my homeboy. Is he the one that sang the song uh, "Son of a Bitch"? Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah that him? that's that's what I thought. I haven't listened to anything. Uh, the 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 rest of that album is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it's it's an old sound that you don't you don't you don't hear that anymore. Yeah. Um, and he's he's dusted it off of a shelf, and it's it's nice. Um, let's see. Nothing's organic these days. With music. Nothing. Nothing's and when it is, it's special. I'll give you it's that. It's like a solar eclipse. Yeah. You rarely yeah. see it when you do it special. Um, I'm I'm really into a lot of music. I have a very eclectic music taste. Uh, I've I've been listening to the new Tame Impala album over and over again. It's a psych band or psych rock, basically. Uh, the guy, his name is Kevin Parker. He's he he's about to be a huge household name. Yeah. Um. He writes and records and edits every song on all four of Tame Impala's albums. Really? He does it all? All. Dude, that's dope. Writes and performs and edits. It's crazy. Like, I don't know how anybody can have that much time in their hands. We don't talk, we don't talk about country music much. We don't talk about country music much. You're mo- you're, every time we ever have... It's been more of the traditional realist, yeah, purist. Um, I'm not a I'm not a fan whatsoever of the mess that has been packaged and labeled as country music for the past twelve to fifteen years. Um, love them to death, but I feel like Toby Keith almost ruined country music. <laughs> um, I really do like that. 
that brand of like uh, Big and Rich and Toby Keith and stuff like that that yeah. came out back in the early two thousands. It it was a slippery slope and it sent country music down a funny little rabbit hole that it looks like it's just starting to come out of. It gave birth to Florida Georgia Line, <sighs> right? I Blue mean, run. you know, I I never I never listened to country music, yeah, up until about twenty thirteen, yeah, and. That's what sucked for me being new to country music at the time because I didn't know to look outside the box. Yeah. You know, I listened to metal and hip hop up to that point. I was, that was all I listened to. Yeah. And then when I started listening to country, I don't know, I think it was a Jason Aldean song. It wasn't more, one of his more poppy songs. It was a Amarillo Sky. Yeah. Like I heard that and I was like, you know. And I started listening to all the classics. I was like, country's not that bad. Then all of a sudden I started listening to country radio on the way home. And that distorted my whole view of what kind of music is. And then cutting grass at our first house that we lived in. And I just found a Texas Red Dirt station. I grew to be a huge Whiskey Myers fan. Yeah. I never classified them as country. I always thought they were Southern rock. Yeah. So from 2011 on, you know, Whiskey Myers was my favorite band ever. Anybody that knows me knows that. And I turned on their radio station on uh, Spotify. Cody Jinks came on. Yeah. And then more that sounded like Cody Jinks came on. I was like, so I showed it to my dad, and he's like, that's country music. I was yeah. like, that is country music. And I stopped listening to all of those skinny jean wearing, yeah. fix my fade before I go on stage yeah. type guys real quick. Yeah. I now wholeheartedly believe snap tracks belong nowhere near country music. Yeah, no. Keep it pure. Yeah. Just like with, uh, with, even with rock and metal. Yeah. I don't believe you should add any electronic into it. Keep I give the music that. pure. You should. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, I, for for years now, I've always just kind of gone with the, I hate country music. Don't play country music around me. Uh, that That's kind of been my, my attitude towards it. I kind of fell into Sturgill Simpson. Uh, a few years ago, I was, uh, I was up in Bonnaroo. And I'm just wandering around. And I come across this guy uh, up on stage in a t-shirt. And khaki pants and new balances, like <laughs> yeah. dad new balances that you're going to wear to go mow the lawn in. Uh, I come across this guy, he's got an acoustic guitar and a very deep voice, and he's singing. And I'm like, man, this is not at all what I'm picturing from that voice. You know, so I stood there and I listened to you know, listened to it for a few minutes and found out, you know, uh, this was Sturgill Simpson. Uh, and then I, I fought back against it. I fought back against it. Uh, <laughs> I really, I really like Sergio Simpson. Yeah, it's oh. he's really good. And I fought against this one too, uh, Chris Stapleton. I actually kind of like Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton to me, I'm a huge. Even though I quit listening to country music for the longest, even when I did listen to it in the truck with my dad and stuff, yeah. Travis Tritt was the guy. I I, if he comes to town, I'm going to see Travis Tritt. Yeah, um, Chris Stapleton. Though he's not so much as country. More more like bluesy Southern yeah. rock, like Travis Tritt. Yeah. And that's why I took to him very well. Yeah. I'm into some bluesy Southern rock. Yeah. Uh, give me some uh, give me some vintage Black Keys, uh, some Chris Stapleton, and I think Sturgill Simpson, and we'll have a little party. I think people would be real educated on music if they looked at your playlist. Oh, buddy, they would be. I'm sure you have a little bit of everything. I you. have a little bit of everything. <clears throat> uh, uh, you can actually probably find some... Um, some like like South African music if you really dig. There's like South African music in there. Uh, there's music from Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, music from Australia. Um, psych psych rock, rock, hip hop, R and B. Uh, music to make babies too. And <laughs> music to make uh, moonshine too. And then there's you know music to drive home to. Uh, you can find a little bit of everything when you've listened to one of my playlists. It, <clears throat> you're one of those people to where, you know, if I wanted an interesting take on music, I'm coming to you. <laughs> we, uh, there, There's a friend of mine, we were talking about him one day, and he used, back in the college days, he used to come up with some of the weirdest styles of music. <clears throat> and then one of my friends now, we were talking about how he introduced us to Native American dubstep. Oh wow! I was like, okay, so what's next? Gaelic jazz? Oh, don't <laughs> don't even tip me. I'm you gonna know, look into that. Like 
you're surprised at how many cultures yeah. come up with relative music. Yeah. And we need more of that in the world. I agree. Music. Also, I'm a sucker for a good polka. <laughs> I mean, you spent some time in Germany, bro. I did. So, we'll transition out of music, and uh, I know you're a busy man. I don't want to take too, too much of your time. Totally good, bud. We've had a lot of memories together, bro. <laughs> We've already talked about the rave. Danger, Will Robinson. So what is the memory we talk about the most? Let's see. There was... You remember when we were on the golf team in high school and we were playing up at Riverbend? Um, there was a time... Let's see. I flipped a golf cart off of a hill. I remember that. Uh, there was a time... It was like a murder scene. <laughs> it was like a murder scene. There was a time I flipped a golf cart off of a hill with me and uh, another person in it. Um, you remember when I shot, like, 120, uh, and I just got completely disqualified? Uh, yeah. There was that. You were... They were like, uh, your score can't count. Yeah. I was like, how does that not count? It's 120. I thought that we were going for the highest score. In fact, I was wrong. I was way wrong. That was the day you figured golf out and said, I'm done with it. I'm done with golf. Going back to the, <laughs> this is my favorite memory of ours is the golf cart uh, accident. We were on, it was, anybody that's ever, if you listen to this, you play golf at River Bend before. It was on number four. I remember it like it was yesterday because <laughs> this is one of the craziest things that I've ever seen on the golf course. It's when they had just gotten those gas golf carts, and you had to nurse that thing down the hill. And we're on the tee box. You're in the cart, and we go. We're we're walking off. Y'all had just hit, and y'all were already taking off after we hit because it was getting dark. So you know, you're like having to speed it up a little bit. We don't get to the first curve, and these are kiss your own tail curves. Like, oh, they're they're rough. I mean, they're uh, eight one hundred eighty eighty degree yeah. turns. Yeah, and. It's like it's like driving around the Amalfi Coast, except you're not in Italy; you're in Cordova. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it like we go around that first curve, and then all of a sudden I see your cart bouncing, and I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, and then I hear tires screeching, and then I hear tumbling <laughs> and screaming, <laughs> and I was like, "They're dead." <laughs> we died. We pulled around. Y'all's bodies are just flailed across the, the opening down at the bottom. And <laughs> I can't remember who was in the car with you, but they were getting up like they were fine. And you're like, you're not moving. And then I found out that the car had rolled on top of you. I was like, no wonder he's not moving. That's why I'm not moving. We had to load. We had to flip the cart over, pick all your stuff up, help you back into the cart. And I don't remember seeing you back at golf practice the rest of the season. I, I don't think I came back. I think I, <laughs> I think I completely tapped out on driving a golf cart. Yeah. I honestly don't know how many more times after that I have actually driven a golf cart. I should have lost my license that day. <laughs> that was if before they gave licenses. That was before Horse Creek allowed took us in. Yeah. Took Dora in as a golf yeah. team. I'm so glad they took us in because Think of the children and the number of people that can flip off of these yeah. mountains. That place was not designed for, how could for you, safety. How could you trust 14 to 17-year-olds <laughs> driving a golf cart on that golf course? And the best part about it is I hadn't discovered alcohol at the time. I was completely sober. Yeah. God. The, <laughs> the things, you know, I'm sure people still drank while I was down there, but I never paid attention to it. The, the wrecks. You know, I have saw golf carts in the ponds down there. Yeah. Easily, it's easily obtainable to do that mm -hmm. at the river. Yeah. Which they're letting that place grow up. Thank God. Yeah. Um, You know, we've had a lot of good times, dude. We have. Uh, you remember the time we played flag football? Yes, flag football. Flag football was fun. I missed that. That the, was fun. The first time I ever was playing defense, and Chavis was playing offensive line for the opposing team, and he ran at me, and I just moved. I would move too. I'm not taking one for the team on that. One. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. That man played in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. I. If he's coming at me, I'm rolling out the red carpet that I keep in my pants. Yeah. You as you were, sir. Yeah. Follow through. I was not taking an L to Chavis. Mm -mm. No, just man, because it was a no. it was a given L. No, it's he's gonna given run L. right mm -hmm. over me. You don't want no part of that. No. Mm -hmm. Even some of the other guys that didn't you know progress any further than college or high school. I didn't want no part of him. No. 
had a guy that played on my team. His name was uh, his name was Merle, and I didn't want any part of Merle. Yeah, I remember Merle. Merle's a big guy. I yeah. don't want any part of that. That's why. That's when you were letting me run the defense, and I was like, I'm moving to safety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they call it safety for a reason. It exactly. makes you feel safe. You know, at the time, I weighed a buck forty, soaking wet. Really? Yeah. Man, I think at the time, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm not getting ran over. I'm not turning an ACL. I'm not getting a concussion. This is flag football. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, the Joker, some of the Jokers took it serious. Dude, it was a very violent sport. It yeah. Was very, it was very violent for flag football. We saw somebody tear their ACL. Somebody did tear their yeah. ACL. Um, with Jace Cordell? Actually, yeah. I think yeah. it was Jace Cordell, man. He took a funny step, and then uh, Jace is from uh, Jace is from Cordova. He took a funny step, and then you hear a pop, pop. Oh, man, that man's knee just yeah. died. He got up, walked off, drove himself to the hospital, tore his ACL. Flag football is a vicious sport. It's a vicious sport. It's almost like church league softball. <laughs> church league softball. They show up with actual axes. Yeah. Nothing against anybody that plays church league softball, but... You get some of the people that aren't there for fun. They're oh, yeah. like, I didn't make it to the pros. This is my time to shine in yeah. front of 10 people watching. Right. And <laughs> Backyard ringer. You know, live out live out your dreams by all means. But <laughs> Jesus, don't look like a tool in doing it at the same time. Um, you know, we. I'm glad we have these recreational sports yeah. that give us something to do other than sit at home and play uh, Xbox. Get, hey, gave me life for two years. Maybe. Yeah. My body was probably in the best shape that it was ever in, and I played football in high school. Uh, that was probably the best shape I think I'd actually been in, at least in my adult life. We made sure we stayed in shape for flag we football. St- we stayed in shape for flag football. We I practiced. Actually, we, we practiced. We did a little bit of jogging. You know, we um, we uh, only smoked like a cigarette every now and then. <laughs> um, uh, drank a lot. So we had to kind of work that drink off. We had that. We we always had after practice beers at your house. After practice, after or a green top, and we got. I remember we got really shitty a few times. Very much so. There was uh, <laughs> shout out to Patrick Han. Yeah, uh, we came. We we would come over back over to my place after games and stuff, and we get we get bad, very bad in the middle of a Sunday. In the middle of a Sunday, I'm not talking like at the end of a day. In the middle of a Sunday. We should have been in church. We should have been in church. You know, if we'd been in church and we'd been filling our bodies with Jesus instead of alcohol, we might have turned out a little yeah. bit better. You know, <laughs> we love Jesus here, but we were we were in a wild stage of our lives at that stage. time. We've grown up a lot. Oh, you know, a lot of people, are, if you're listening to this, you know, things have progressed in our lives, so we, we don't... We're doing way better, actually. We don't see, get, that, see, that's the thing about being in your 20s. You know, you do... You do all those wild and weird things, but you really do grow out of it. Yeah, um, I'm 31, and I couldn't even fathom going out uh, drinking all day, all night, uh, taking like a hit of acid and then drinking some more. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just I can't. Yeah, I couldn't do that now. No, uh, you know we've talked about that before. Is it's just your body's not cut out for it. No, you're not. Days. No, you're not. No, you're not. And I would much rather. Go have a couple of beers with my friends. Yeah. Talk for a couple of hours. Come home. Yeah. Watch a TV show. Maybe some live yeah. PD with Brett. Go to bed. Hey, I, I'll be honest, man. At this point, I'd rather just open up, uh, open me a bottle of something from my my fridge. Uh, sit there and drink me a bottle while putting a bottle of uh, milk into my baby's mouth. Yeah. You know, share bottles with my kids. Happy hour, kids. Happy hour. Here's some milk. <laughs> You get milk drunk, Daddy will get real drunk. Right? <laughs> That's life. <laughs> you know, but we've we've progressed in life and we're not we're nowhere near as reckless as Exactly. And you know, that's you you come out of those reckless times, you mature, you become an adult. Yeah. And it's it's my man Russ Cole said it time is a flat circle. Yeah. You know, it it, it really is. You know, you everything is cyclical. See when uh He's gonna. He, he'll be on the show very soon. When Shane moved away to Louisiana, yeah. and he got stationed over there, we would all get together when he come back. And progressively over the years, it's gotten calmer. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of like dinner, maybe a game night. Yeah. But it's not like we're drinking until five thirty in the morning. We're gonna go ruin our bodies yeah. for the sake of fun. We don't do that anymore. You know, that's the progression of life. It we, is. We have to grow up. Yeah. You know, it's okay to have fun in your 20s. It is, absolutely. Some people choose to settle down. But yeah. We took the, we're not going to get married till later in life. Yeah. And 
Start, hey, start our lives later. I got married at 30, twins at 31. Uh, I'm going to Bonnaroo again in June. So who are we talking about settling down? You're not, I don't, you're, you found that balance that I don't think I'll ever find. It's, it's one way or another for me, but, uh, you know, people that find that balance, I'm glad, dude. Yeah. So, you know, we're doing, we're doing good. I think we're doing great. We're doing pretty well. And, uh, I remember <laughs> when <laughs> you, uh, you brought me wasabi wands over to St. V's one night and you had your Uber lot on. You're like, I'm working. I just got off work and I'm working. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember the last thing I told you was to be safe, bro. Yeah. You, know, you see so much crap from Uber these days. Do you still do that? Any? I don't. Um, I'm going to. I got to get me a new car. Uh, then I'm going to do Uber again. Let me tell you, that was the that was the most fun I've ever had making money. Everybody, ever anybody ever throw up in the back of your car? Make no, man. But let me tell you, I every time I got in the car, you know, I wrote like this little prayer that I would pray. You know, please tonight, let tonight be the night. Let somebody puke in my car tonight. <laughs> uh, please let them puke and let me attain money because it's two hundred and fifty dollars. When they're spilling their tummy. Oh, um, no way. <laughs> yeah, two, $250 cleaning fee. If they I, throw up in your car? If they throw up in your car. I'll be honest, If as an Uber driver, if you puke, puke in my car, I take that $250. I take $20 to the nearest crackhead, get my car cleaned out perfectly, and pocket the other $230 for whatever I want to do with it. I didn't know that. Buddy, don't puke in Ubers. <clears throat> you need to do a whole podcast on insider uber tips yeah i'll give you some pretty good insider tips. how long did you do that uh i did it for about five six months okay so you long enough to know the ins long and outs enough to know it. the ins and outs um i did it nearly every night for during that time yeah um halloween and new year's were crazy um what's his name ah sam hunt uh <laughs> I picked up a guy. I picked up a guy for, um, I guess he was in Sam Hunt's uh, uh, cabal of people. Uh, and I took him. He was playing a show downtown. Um, I picked up a guy from a bar, and I went to take him back to, I guess, the tour buses. Uh, and that guy offered to tip me in cocaine. <laughs> no way. I swear. Dude. You know, I met. <clears throat> it wasn't really met. Like, I you know, had a quick little conversation with him. With uh, Sam Hunt before he took yeah. off, when he was just a songwriter. Yeah, about the time he was writing cop cars for Keith Urban, he was he was a nice dude, and I wish so bad he didn't make shitty music. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> I get that completely. He's he was such a talented writer, and he yeah. threw it all away just to be successful in yeah. Nashville. I feel like that about Adam Sandler. And now that we're progressing more towards the '90s country music again, yeah. you know, being the popular sound. Everybody doesn't like Sam Hunt anymore. Exactly. I was like, bro, if you would have stuck to what you were doing, you could be something special now. Exactly. Uh, who did you say? I said Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler? <laughs> you seem like such a great guy, Adam Sandler. You make the shittiest movies. Yeah. He has a few cult classics that we grew up on. Yeah. If you can't, if you don't love The Water Boy, you're not American. You're not really American. You know, there's a few movies that's understandable, but if you don't like The Water Boy, that's that's a shame. That's his, in my opinion, I lo- a lot of people give me crap because Happy Gilmore is not my favorite golf movie. It's Caddyshack's not my favorite golf movie. Ten Cup? Ten Cup. Mine's absolutely Ten Cup all day Ten long. Cup is number one, and then Greatest Game Ever Played is number two. Okay. And Happy Gilmore and Caddyshack are four and five. Nice. You know, so it's Ten Cup, Greatest Game Ever Played, and there was this movie, uh, it was Gary Sinise played in it. Yeah. He was a bum that lived on a beach. He used to be a successful golfer, and he's trying to help a kid. I can't think of the name of it right off my yeah. back. But it's still on my list of Buff Caddyshack. And wow. Yeah. Which, I'm a realist. Yeah. I'm, I like I'm a golf um, purist. I get that. I like the legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, see? Well, we're going to have to rearrange that. Because rearrange legend that of Bagger Vance is it's it's still before Caddyshack. Unbelievable. And, yeah. It's one of the greatest golf Yeah. Games. Greatest game ever played is just the massive underdog yeah. story. That's a good one. And you you play golf with me. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, I was shorter than everybody on the golf yeah. team, but I still pissed on them. When oh, I was yeah. Coming down and driving into the fairway. Oh, absolutely. You know, that was flexibility and technique. Oh, you could wreck it. <laughs> it that's where, uh, that's why I love Greatest Game I Ever Played, was it was an underdog story. You saw me walking out there with my short, short self. And, <laughs> yeah. 
But in my freshman year of high school, I was only like five, three, yeah. five, four. Yeah. That's before I hit my actual growth spurt. And I was just out there. When I started getting better playing with you guys, yeah. I was like, you know, I can beat him. Yeah. Think about think about short little Dylan when he was out there. Dylan hit a major growth spurt. Major growth spurt. I want him over one day to record. I was good. That was like the summer I graduated. Yeah. He was working with us at the creek. And I was taller than Dylan. Yeah. And then I moved away. And I came back. And Dylan was six foot two. Dylan was taller than you on your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, where'd that come from? Why couldn't I do that? God, why couldn't I do that? <laughs> Please. Jesus, you know, if you're listening. Make help, me tall. Help a brother out a little bit. But, you know, uh. The underdog stories are things I love. Yeah. Just because I was the kid that, you know, I played junior tournaments, but you see all these kids roll up in their Mercedes and their yeah. bangers with their parents and they were coddled and yeah. some of them are on tour now. It's, it's disgusting how that actually works out yeah. in favor most of the time. A couple of them are on tour now yeah. that, I rem- that I played with, you know, junior tournaments with. And I was like, you know, I'm glad I'm where I'm at. Sure, I'd love a million dollar paycheck for winning a golf tournament, but I love where I'm at. You can't, you can't beat that feeling of home, yeah, and family and comfort. You can't beat it. Do you feel a sense of pride being back, technically oh. in Walker County? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'll be honest, I didn't have that sense of pride when I left. It's it it's something that I had to mature into, and I'm I'm pretty grateful I did. It take some people. It takes leaving yeah. to have that sense of pride. Yeah. I'm glad you're back at Green Top. I'm back. Yeah, I love it. I'm back. Let's get weird. It's crazy because when you stopped working there, I found myself going there less, and it was nothing against Green Top. It was just, I'm not going to see Ricky. Yeah. And so if I did order, it was to go. Yeah. I was like, you know, Ricky's one of my great friends throughout my life. We've known each other for half our lives. Half of our lives. How long is that? Yeah. We're getting old, bro. So, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna wind it down, man. Like I said, once again, I want to thank you so much. Thank you for having for me devi- for and devoting your time. Yeah. If there's anything hot dropping, I'm gonna have you come over. We'll talk Dude, about it, please. If there's any other twins yeah. coming to your life, oh buddy. <laughs> PSA: multiples are not a joke. <laughs> um, you know, being episodic, we'll have yeah. you back over sometime. There's never n- nothing to talk about. Hey, with us. I'll be glad to be back. Like I said, we we haven't seen each other in about a year. About a year. You know, and we picked up like it was nothing. Absolutely nothing. And that's the kind of people you need in your life. Right. So. uh, Good friends and good whiskey. You know, I know a lot about you. You know a lot about me. But I do a thing called the last shots. Bring it. It's 30 seconds. Bring it. Quick, quick answers. Spumoni. Let me get my, uh, get my stopwatch going. All right. You ready for this? Everybody gets anxious. They're like, they're like, oh, here we go. My sleeves are already rolled up, but I'm about to roll them up and look like a 50s greaser. But you race twins, so you you're, you can twins. handle the pressure. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You ready? I got this. All right, 30 seconds. Let's real make, quick. Let, let's pressurize these diamonds. Let's do it. Favorite musician? Kevin Parker. I'm just going to say. Movie. That. Pulp Fiction. Director. Quentin Tarantino. Favorite cocktail? An old-fashioned. What's your favorite menu item at Green Top? All of it. Are you glad you're back in Walker County? I'm glad I'm back. And that's the end of the last shots? Man. Dude, you knocked those out. Man. I'm happy. That felt good. That's what an Inside the Park home run feels like. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I can feel that. All right, you guys, this has been Ricky Hedrick, one of my longtime friends. Duck, he thank is, you. He is a businessman. He's a culture connoisseur. Connoisseur. He likes his good whiskey. He is a father of two. That's me. Husband of one. That's No polygamy. True. <laughs> uh, Ricky, I love you, dude. Thanks for coming on. Love you, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir. Folks. This has been Ricky Hedrick, heir to the throne at Green Top. The Prince Man cometh. <laughs>
We will see y'all next time on Pass the Jar. Y'all be safe, take care of yourself, and be happy.